Hi everyone and welcome to Avid Travel with Britton Frost. I, of course, am your host, Britton Frost. And today, we are just going to get straight into our podcast. I am going to be talking about my time aboard on the Magna. So, Ralph and I, my father, um, were invited to sail on Ama Magna for the christening cruise. Um, the ship was christened in Grein, Austria. And um, it was a really interesting experience. It was a great experience, but it was interesting for me. Um, and probably for most people who have done a river cruise before, um, because this ship is double wide. And so, I mean, you really get a feel for that the the difference in space aboard as soon as you walk in as soon as you walk into the lobby and look across you 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 really just get a sense of how big the ship is um and how the staircases are configured and it's just the configuration of the ship itself is so different because there is so much more space on board on all of ama waterway ships um, with the exception of Ama Magna, you have two restaurants. So the first restaurant is the main restaurant, and that is going to be on the bottom floor of the ship. And this is how most river cruise ships are configured as well. And then on the second level of the ship, you have um, the lounge. And then on the third level of the ship in the back with Ama, Mag- uh, with Ama Waterway ships, you have the chef's table restaurant. So you have those two dining venues and the lounge, and those are kind of your public spaces. And then you have the sun deck. So your space to kind of hang out around the ship is a little bit limited. And in Ama Waterway ships, they also have a library, but I mean, that is essentially just one side of the lounge. So it's slightly disconnected and there's like a uh, a barrier, but it, it feels like it's part of the same room. And so on Ama Magna, you have a lot more public spaces. And I think that this really changes the feel of the cruise. So first I'll talk about what those spaces are and the dining options. And then I will talk about um, how it kind of changed the feeling of the cruise for me. So the Ama Magna when you walk in, you have this lobby and it's very, it's, it's huge. I mean, as I said, you really notice the size as soon as you walk in and you have these double staircases, which you do on most river ships, but these are just, I mean, they look like full sized staircases, not just something that wraps around. Um, and I mean, you really just, you, you get the sense there and the lobby has a lot of seating. Um, and then also if you go downstairs, there's like another little lobby area with toilets and and that has seating as well so you also find because there's more space on the ship that there are kind of little seating areas tucked away in places that there wasn't room for them to be tucked away on other ships so then if you go upstairs from the lobby to the third floor you also have a seating area with booths um and then on the third floor you also have the lounge you have um, from the lounge, you step down two staircases and there is a library on either side. And while these are still connected to the lounge because of the stairs, they feel more like their own space. And so when we were on board, we were able to sit down in the library and do interviews and, and work because it was disconnected from the lounge. So that was kind of a place to go and to be quiet. And then on the back, excuse me, on the front of the ship, um, after you pass through the libraries, you have the Alfresco restaurant. So that's the first dining venue that we're going to talk about. 
um, alfresco is is probably my favorite place to eat um, or was my favorite place. It will be when I go back on um, a Magna as well. Um, it was just such a great experience. It, it The floor to ceiling glass, I mean, been on an AMA waterways ship before. It kind of gives off the same vibe as the chef's table restaurant um, with the with the glass walls, but it it's on the front of the ship. And I will tell you that we cruised out of Lintz um, one night that we ate there, and it was so, so beautiful. Everyone was getting up from dinner to take pictures. And, you know, when you're sitting in the bottom of the ship with a, at a restaurant that has, you know, tiny windows up at the top, you don't get that same experience. You don't get to see the the beauty around you as much um which is fine because those those dining experience those dining options provided good experience as well but alfresco was definitely um my favorite i i loved it and so um that's the first dining option and then going down a floor if you go to the second floor oh actually let's stay on the third the third floor for just a second on the back of the ship you have a juice bar and you have your fitness room um and again these are all glass just just a beautiful place to sit and hang out and the juice bar is not always open there are certain times of day that the juices might be being made um but there are tables back there so you can kind of sit back there as you wish and it's just a, a nice place to hang out um and then of course you have the sun deck which maybe we should go up first the sun deck is very similar to the sun decks on all of ama waterway ships there's a pool there's the pop-up bar um there's a lot of seating the only difference is of course there's a bit more seating and it's wider um so it does uh, provide more space but as far as or as what is offered up there it's kind of the same except for the elevator the pop-up elevator so the elevator on ama magna is able to reach the sun deck um which is not something that that happens often so um it kind of has a covering over it and then if you wish to go to the top um that that steel kind of pops up and then the elevator comes up through the top so it's it's neat um and it's helpful for people with mobility issues which is i think kind of the main reason for it and also rudy during rudy schreiner who's the president of and co-founder of ama waterways during the press conference kind of says you know sometimes i think of things and just want to do them and then think about their functionality afterwards so i don't know if that was one of those things um but i think that it was kind of keeping the needs of certain guests in mind as well um so now we'll go down so we got the sun deck and we got the third floor um, and then let's go down one deck and um, that is where the main restaurant lies. So the main restaurant is right off of the the lobby. Um, and the space is really nice. It's it's a lot different from Ama Waterway's other restaurants. Of course, so much on this ship is different because the ship itself is different. It's bigger. They had to find new ways to configure things. Um, and what I found so so nice about the main restaurant is that there was a lot of two person booths didn't feel like dining with your fellow passengers you didn't have to now that is not something that i ever opt for personally i love sitting with other people and making new friends but if for some reason at dinner you know you and your partner didn't feel like sitting with 
um, other couples or families, you you have that option, which I do get a lot of inquiries about. It's like, you know, we're not super social. We don't want to talk to other people. Um, and so what's the best ship for us? And and I know that a lot of ships do offer two top tables, but on Ama Waterways, I, I have not seen a two top on any ship that I've sailed with them. I don't know if they can be configured in that way, but I think that they kind of generally encourage people to form relationships and eat together. So I thought that was an interesting development. Um, The other thing about the main restaurant, and, and we'll talk about this in a minute as well, as I said, when we get into like how the river cruise dynamic changed on this bigger ship, is that the main dining room was never full, which was such a bizarre sight to see. Because when you're on a on a river ship that has one dining venue or two, you're really kind of forced to go to one place. And so you the dining room is always full and it's it can get loud and and um it's always seemed very relaxed and i had a great dining experience in the main dining room if i'm being honest the menu in the main dining room on these ships is almost always my favorite which is i think is a little bit weird um of course chef's table is a great experience as well and we'll talk about that in a second but there's something about just sitting in the main dining room having you know choices and being able to look at what you want and knowing the chef's recommendations and I I don't know it's just like kind of that classic experience so it's something that I really enjoy um and then for lunch you can go into the the dining room as well there's a buffet and then there is also um a a menu for lunch as well and I, I will say that um the chef's table al fresco and the main dining room are all open for lunch. So you can go to any of those places and it will talk about it on your daily cruiser a little bit, like what's being offered where. So in Alfresco, there's an early risers breakfast and then the main dining room has a breakfast and then Alfresco stays open for people who may wake up a little bit later. Um, So having those multiple dining venues as well is helpful in that sense where maybe you can keep things open for a little bit longer because you don't have to prep them for certain things later in the day. Uh, okay. So then on, also on the main floor where the lobby is, um, is where the cruise manager desk is and where the hotel director desk is and also the reception. So on, um, as other ships, you have the reception on, on that main lobby, and then you go up the stairs to the third deck, um, to, to speak with the cruise manager and the cruise director. Uh, excuse me, the hotel director. So I thought that that was kind of nice that it was all in one place. Not that going up a flight of stairs is killer to anyone, but you know. Um, And then on the first floor of the ship, so the bottom floor, you have, as I said, that little lobby area with toilets. And then you have the shop um, where Ralph Grizzle bought later hosen to wear to dinner. And if you Actually, I think it was just on Instagram. So if you follow us on Instagram, you might you might see that picture. Um, <laughs> and then you also have uh, two dining venues. So you have Jimmy's Wine Bar and you have the Chef's Table. And the Chef's Table is a concept that Ama Waterways has had um, on their ships. It's a set menu, usually, I think, seven courses. And it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful dining experience. Um you can kind of crowd around 
where the chef station and watch him work or her work. And, you know, if you don't feel like doing that, you can kind of just like sit back and, and wait. Um, but the presentation is great. It feels more like a fine dining experience. I don't, I, all of the food aboard Ama Magna uh, was great. And, and on the Ama waterways is generally great. So, so it's not really the food that makes a difference. It's, it's kind of the service and the service is always great too. I'm trying to figure out how to explain that, how chef's table differentiates itself because everything is always good. Um, but it's more of the focus on, okay, well, we're going to have two waiters bring out plates and set them down at the same time. And it's a little bit, it feels a little bit more elevated, um, and so for chef's table, you do have to make a reservation and you do have to make a reservation for Jimmy's wine bar and you do have to make a reservation for Al Fresco. So if you just want to walk in and not have to deal with a reservation, you'll be dining in the main restaurant anywhere else. You'll have to make a reservation, which is not a big deal because there is so much space on the ship. Um, we never had a problem making a reservation anywhere. Like nowhere was filled up. And I don't know if that's always the case, but, but for us it was. Um, so chef's table is a, is a great dining experience. It it felt a little bizarre. I will admit that it was on the first, the first deck of the ship, the bottom deck, because if you're, if you've been on an Ama waterway ship before and you've dined at chef's table, you're aft, you're on this, you're on the top deck of the ship and then you have, as I said, these glass windows. So you're really looking out. And this one, I mean, it felt a little bit like it, it felt a little bit more intimate because there was less light coming in because the windows were smaller um, because it was on on the bottom deck. And um I, I wouldn't say that it's necessarily better or worse than the other, but it, it is a totally different experience. So if you want that experience where you're seeing the sunset or where you're, you know, doing scenic cruising, um, I, I would suggest going to Alfresco instead. But, but that being said, the menu at Chef's Table is always great. The presentation is always great. The service is always great. The wines are always great. And um, so... I, I would recommend at least dining there once. And that's the thing is that if you're on a seven night sailing, you have the opportunity to try all of these restaurants. Now, next to chef's table, you have Jimmy's wine bar and Jimmy's is just a really cool place. <laughs> like I, I hate to say that, but it is, it's so neat. Um, it's, it feels like a wine cellar. And, and, and for that space, it makes sense that the windows are smaller and that it's a little bit darker and there's a neon sign and, you know, a really kind of warm lighting, um, leathers. And it, it just feels like you're kind of in a pub or something. And then Jimmy's is family style. So you don't order anything. They just bring it out as, as they do. And you'll have, um, an appetizer and then, or, or I think we had like three or four appetizers most nights and then at the entree and then maybe a dessert. Um, so, I mean, all of the dining experiences, that's the thing is that they felt totally different, which, which was really nice because, you know, if you go on an ocean ship and you're used to, to ocean ships and, and big ships or, or even mid-sized ships, you're used to having these multiple dining venues. And when you go, when you go to these different dining venues, they feel different. 
They feel like different restaurants. And on Ama Magna, you really get that, where you feel like, you know, Jimmy's is one restaurant and Chef's Table is one restaurant. And you get these different experiences because the spaces distinguish themselves. Um, and, and I think that that is something really special that maybe some river cruise ships are missing. So that's why I kind of spent a long time talking about dining, um, because I do think it's really important. And I do want to mention too, that I did miss one public space earlier off, off of the lounge and the libraries in the center, you have a theater and the theater can be used for presentations, but there was also a nightly movie night, movie night. Um, and then they also house two gaming consoles. So I wrote a story this week about Ama Magna being a good ship for families. Um, a lot of the kids ended up retiring to the theater after dinner to play video games. So, um, but the theater, yes, is, is functional as a movie theater and also as a place to um, maybe get information, presentations, things like that. Um so, I mean, that's kind of all of the public spaces, but, but just having more than three to talk about is really great. Um, but yes, so let's talk now about how those how that change in space kind of affects the environment of the cruise. So if you're used to traditional river cruising, you are probably used to what what we all are, which is going to dinner, finishing dinner, and going up to the lounge. And that's, that's your night. And it doesn't matter where you eat dinner. Um, but, but that's kind of it. I found that on this sailing in particular, no one really went to the lounge at night. Um, and I think that that was in part because dinners ran long, oftentimes. Um, if you're going to chef's table, of course, you have this long tasting menu, but Jimmy's because it's family style and you're kind of like pulling things as they come that dining experience can take a while as well. And I found that the main dining room was always the quickest. Um, so usually we were finishing dinner around 10 or 1030, um, which I mean, for a lot of people when they have to wake up at nine is too late to go to the lounge. So I don't know if that was part of it, but I also think that there was just so much space to spread out in the state rooms are so much bigger than what you're used to on a river cruise ship. And so retiring to your stateroom at the end of the night doesn't seem like the worst idea, like it might on some ships where you're like, oh, okay, I'm going into a shoebox essentially. Like I need to go to the lounge so I can spread out a little bit. Um, and not to say that all all ships have tiny rooms, but these rooms are, are obviously bigger because the ship is bigger. So I, I did notice a trend of people kind of going to their rooms early and maybe just hanging out in there, having a glass of wine um, because there's a sitting area and then most of the rooms have balconies. And so I think that, you know, that just kind of shifted how people did things a little bit. And then also uh, you had people going to the lounge, uh, excuse me, to the theater for the movie nights and you had people up on um, the sun deck who were maybe in the pool or, you know, just, just so many spaces to, to kind of spread out, or maybe people were in the library and having an intimate discussion. Um, so it really, really did change the vibe of the cruise. And I, I'll speak a little bit to the main dining room as well. 
I feel like most of the time that I'm on river cruises, I meet a lot of people and I dine with a lot of people and I dine with different groups of people every night. There were days for lunch that Ralph and I would sit at a table that was, you know, a six person table and we would be, we would end up sitting there alone. Um, just because there were so many other options for people, the dining room was, was open for the most part. And then you had chef's table and alfresco, as I mentioned earlier. So there's never this need to kind of force yourself into a table, force yourself into a situation, force yourself into a discussion because you have no other options. You have options to, to eat where you want and to sit with who you want. And I think that that's a really refreshing change for a lot of people. I will say that for me, I prefer the traditional river cruise experience a little bit where, you know, you're kind of sitting with people and meeting people. Um, but I think that that was in part why I missed that as well is because I was trying to do so much on the ship and see as much as I could, because there were definitely groups that were formed throughout the sailing. Um, and so I think it really just kind of depends on the type of traveler that you are, as well as um, as well as the size of the ship. But I, I think that if you wanted that intimate river cruise experience that you might be used to, you could find it. It just might take a little bit of work opposed to, you know, going on one of the traditional river cruise vessels and just having the ship kind of do the work for you as far as forming relationships. So um, the dynamic was was a lot different. And there were many children on board. Um, I mean, it, it, it just, it, it felt like a totally different experience, but it also felt familiar. And I think that that's the hardest thing to kind of capture or, or relay to an audience is that um, the ship is so different. It's so much bigger than the other ships. I mean, it's not so much bigger, but it, it, it feels so much bigger. And in having all of those differences and, and the the decor looks different. The interior of the ship's ship looks different than Ama Waterway's other ships. But kind of recognizing the differences and then also being able to recognize the similarities. So you have the same, um, the same attentive staff. You have the same interesting textiles. If you've gone on an Ama ship, you've probably seen, you know, they pick really interesting fabrics for uh, the upholstery and it's very colorful. And so you do get all of those Ama elements and and you feel that sense of family that I I always feel on Ama ships. And the the feel of the ship is the the same, but it's so different. And I, I think that that's kind of something that you almost have to experience for yourself to be able to fully understand um, because you feel like you're stepping onto a ship that you've been on, but you haven't. And it's so, so different than the others. Um, so, I mean, that's kind of my experience on board. And I think that I'll have Ralph on in, in a couple of weeks to talk about his experience on board the ship. Um, but it's a great ship. It's a beautiful ship and it really does give you the chance to spread out the chance to, you know, have a few more options. And I think that it's, it's a great ship for a lot of first time river cruisers, but it's also a great ship for, uh, river cruisers looking for something a little bit different. Um, so I, I would recommend 
at least trying the ship. Um, but I would go back on board in an instant. I had I had a great time on board. So. so much for joining me today on I have a travel with Britain Frost. I hope that you all have a great week as always, and I will see you next time. Bye.